Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Investigation into the death of 16-year-old Jeanette De Palma is focusing on elements of black witchcraft and Satan worship. A review of death scene photos, according to reports, is leading authorities to believe the girl's death may have been in the nature of a sacrifice. Pieces of wood, at first thought to be at the scene by chance, are now seen as symbols. One researcher said two pieces of wood were crossed on the ground over her head. More wood framed the body like a coffin. Another person who was there said, I guess if we were looking for signs, they were there. My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Warning. The following podcast contains graphic content and material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Like how I added the 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 can opening yeah. into it. It was it was good. Instead of like a little guitar solo, it was like a a beer solo. Yeah, this is Ben's final week, and apparently we will be fist pumping every day. Fist pumping. P- bumping. I mean, I'll fist pump What's too. Trust me. When you're just like yes, and you fist pump, you know. <laughs> okay, all of the above. Yeah. Um, every day until yeah, you're done. So final day, final week at work until I'm officially full time. Creating media and stuff, aka putting a lot more effort into the podcast. How freaking exciting. And aka also us spending a ridiculous amount of time together. Oh, you're gonna love it. Don't well, lie. You I want it I to can, happen. I cannot even eat Oreos in peace in this house. Okay, you were eating an Oreo <laughs> and I asked you a question and you're just like, What? It's not my fault. You asked me like about physical activity too, mountain biking or something. And here I'm just trying to enjoy this Oreo, not thinking about you know, and apparently like gut was hanging out and I'm just like, huh? Yeah, you were just munching away. It was glorious. That's married life right there. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, living in a tiny home together, pretty much 24-7 now, no separation Ooh. due to jobs. Yeah, I'm nervous. And and I'm pretty sure we're not alone in the tiny home. No. Holy yeah. shit. This is a new development and a it half. is. Um <laughs> We recently had a discussion where we re- both realized we've been seeing the same thing happening <laughs> in front of our front door. Well, in front of our gate more so. Which is like right by our front door. I guess. Door. The fence that leads to the gate that leads to the front door. Yeah. So we've been out of the corner of our eye. We both swear we see people or someone Walking, walking by. by to the gate yeah and it, it's the same spot right to the gate but they never make it to the gate we have like a wine barrel there and it's like right by the wine barrel mm-hmm. 
And we just had this revelation that we both are actually seeing this. We're not just individually crazy. We're crazy together. Yeah, because I was thinking like I was like, I hadn't even said anything to you. I just was like so many times I'm working because I work a lot at this where it's kind of in view. I see it. It's like out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, oh, that's so weird. Like that. I'm just always seeing something. And I never brought it up to you. And then we just on the weekend, it came up because we both saw it. Yeah. And then we're like, shit, you've been actually seeing that more than once. Yep. So I, I personally, I'm a very big skeptic when it comes to this stuff. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I want to fucking dive in. I want to go ghost hunting out in the front door now, but I'm a skeptic. So I'm always trying to find the reason, plausible reasons first. Well, yeah. Cause so you suggested that it's a bird flying by. Yeah. Cause it, it's like a section where it makes sense for birds to like fly by this Not section. Not really. Cause I've never actually seen a bird fly through there. But it makes sense though. If you look at it, because there's building where we're living in it, and then there's like another shed on the other side. So there's like our little driveway in between. And it makes sense for the birds to fly down the driveway to the tree line, which goes past our gate, right? Yes, so, but the figure that we're seeing is much bigger than a bird. But we always see it out of the corner of our eye. <laughs> so my theory is it's our imagination putting more to it. I don't know. I think it's some sort of spirit of sorts, potentially. And it could, I don't think it's of harm or anything or doing any harm. It could literally just be like a, a deceased loved one or something. Like, I, who knows? Did I you just think, see it? No. You're looking out there right now. I'm like, it's dark. Don't, because, don't see it in the dark. Because we're talking about it. <laughs> I think we should put a, uh, like a trail cam out there. Oh. That's what I think. Or set up your video camera that has the. The night vision. Yeah. Could. The infrared. But yeah, I don't think this, whatever it is, is meaning any harm or anything. It could even be like just keeping an eye on us. Yes. I don't, I don't I'm not sold it's a spirit or an entity like that. I it's think not it, a bird. I think it's something that we're misinterpreting. I think it's a bird or something like that. That's what I think. That's a big ass bird. Could be. <laughs> could be a fucking big ass bird. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is going to be something that I'm, I'm sure we're going to be talking about for for a little while to come as we're gonna well, try bit, and figure this out it's a bit wild that's for sure yeah um anyways moving on from the potential tiny home haunting <laughs> uh we got some patrons to thank and we got a whole whack load this week we got a big list this a big, week a big whack load oh, emphasis on the h whack oh, load. whack a whack load <laughs> okay so starting with we got chelsea day we have Paige belvins we have aragon pg cricket summer Angela Modisette, Ryan Belvins. I'm wondering if Paige and, and Ryan are, are related in any any way or shape or form there. Because they got the same last name. Oh, potentially. Yeah. Hey? Um, and then Sarah Lindsay, Maria, Sherry Kawamoto. I really hope I said that last name right. Kawamoto. Ooh, that sounds good. Thank, sounds good like I pronounced it good? Yeah. I think it just sounds like a good last name, personally. <laughs> um, and then Julie Husk. It's either Husk or Husky. It's spelled oh, okay. like your typical husky, but like just an E at the end instead. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go with husk. That's my guess. Husk. Okay. But yeah. So we wow. had all those people join up for Patreon this past week. That's and, a list. Uh, That's awesome. Starting next week. Trust me. Patreon is going to start being lit. There's going to be mm -hmm. a lot of stuff coming on <laughs> over there. It's going to be lit. It's going to be fire. I swear. Yeah. Well, that will probably be one of the main social media channels that you'll be focusing on. So is that social media? Patreon no. is a form of social media. I yeah. suppose. Yeah. It's a subscription-based social, social, social media. We're only in the intro here. Right? Wow. 
I feel like that's going to be me because I'm I'm drinking my sleepy time tea and I already feel like it's hitting. Well, I'm sleep. I'm drinking my sleepy time tea, too. It's beer. Does that actually make you sleepy? I'm not a beer person, so I have no idea. Um, It definitely can. Yeah. yeah? It, it relaxes me, right? You have a drink, oh, you just relax. Okay. So it's like, kind of uh, like a glass of wine because oh, I drink wine. So definitely. Okay. So, anyways, this has been a long intro. Should we get into yeah. the case? Let's get going. Okay, so as I kind of alluded already in the uh, the prelude intro piece, this is um, one that's kind of tied to some of the occult, if you will. Okay. You ready to dive in? I'm ready. Okay, so this is a story of Jeanette De Palma. So Jeanette was born on August 3rd, 1956. She lived a relatively good life in an upper middle class family in her Springfield Township, uh, Union County, New Jersey. Uh, her parents and her siblings were all devout Christians along with her. The whole family had a very strong religious moral type standing, right? So the family's home was perched on Clearwater Road, which homed the neighborhood that could see the Manhattan City skyline, the horizon. Nice. Now, although you had this skyline view off in the distance, their home was far enough away that they kind of had that like slower lifestyle in the quiet suburb okay. while you had that cityscape off in the distance that's the way to do it 100 percent. you get yeah. that like cool view the like you can go to the city when you want enjoy the the mm -hmm. bustling life but then you just quiet down in your home life but then you get to chill at home yeah right? i like that it's like the perfect mix exactly although i'm sure you'd still get like the smoggy smell from cities yeah it would and it would still be busy but less busy oh less busy is the key there mm -hmm. for sure um so yeah it was just a nice place uh, it was, honestly, the perfect place for a perfect family, if I do say so. However. Nothing's perfect. The word perfect is a very subjective <laughs> word. Um, and Jeanette may not have fit that classification of a perfect person. And by all rights, she wasn't a hellion child or anything. Don't get me wrong there either. She was just like a normal 16-year-old girl who was trying to find her way through life. And she's exploring the world around her, you mm -hmm. know mischief as young adults tend to get themselves into you know you kind of have to it's kind of how you learn who yeah, you are exactly right? i know myself at 16 i was beginning to go out with friends attend some parties it's like harmless fun at that age and there's generally generally no ill will involved in whatever your intentions or actions are generally um and i mean that was the same with jeanette she was just kind of testing the proverbial waters of the world okay so this all brings us to Monday afternoon on August 7th, 1972. Jeanette was on her way out to a friend's house. So she, as a young adult who was brought up with very good morals in a Christian home, went straight to her mom to inform her where she would be, telling her, you know what, I'm heading out to a friend's, I'm going to be taking the train to get there, and that she'd come back that evening. That's awesome. Yeah. Keeping those communication lines yeah. open. I think it's very important. Well, yeah, and I mean, because of that, because she had those communication lines open, her mom was probably fine with her going. Yeah, right? exactly. So. And I know that was a big part of me growing up. Like I just said, I was partying a bit at 16 and stuff. Mm -hmm. I had those communication lines open with my parents. Yep. They told me, hey, you know what? If you're out and it's like 1 a.m. or something and you need a ride home, no questions asked, asked, we will pick you up. Yeah, call instead of trying to figure out a way home that might not be safe. Exactly. So... That's the same sort of situation. She's got that good relationship. Communication lines are open. She's going to go have some fun. And there. There you go. So with that all established, 
She said goodbye and she headed out the front door. Jeanette never made it to the party. Oh, geez. Her mom was at home expecting her daughter to walk in at any moment that evening, but it never happened. The minutes ticked by and she watched the front door. The minutes turned into an hour and then two and then three. And then it rolled over into the next morning. Of course, her mom during that time was growing more and more worried for her daughter. Time is literally, I'm sure, slowing down with each passing minute. And she eventually would call the police the next morning and report her missing to the Springfield Police Department. That makes my heart just sink. Like right there. I mean, parents are just have enough stress, right? And then to have to deal with that, like I just think that's probably just unfathomable. But like that's a reason to just not have kids. (laughs) I can't. I don't think I can comprehend the idea (sighs) on how stressful that would be in that situation to just be wondering and waiting. Yeah, I think it'd be horrid. Like horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I can't fathom. I really can't. Yeah. Let's, let's just not, I guess. Holy man. Yeah. So unfortunately the wait wouldn't end soon. The family prayed for her safety and her safe return day after day, but no one had seen from her and no one had heard from her. It would be 43 days later. Wow. On September 19th, 1972, that Jeanette's story would finally begin to unravel. Shit, that's a long time. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot of people oh, who are out there missing for years. Way longer, yeah, but decades. Still, I'm still just thinking like this mom, like that yep. 43 days of just agony. And then it's probably going to just get worse here. Yeah, 43 days of a parent waiting. It's a true crime podcast. Nothing. What's next? What's going to happen here? Well, this would unravel when the police received a frantic call from a woman when they arrived at the scene and she told them the frightening story. See, this woman had her dog out and they were running around in the wooded area near where she lived. And much like dogs do, you know, it's kind of gallivanting around. Mm -hmm. So a short time later, the dog would return, wagging its tail and playing with a big stick. Or so it may have looked like a big stick at first glance. Oh, gosh. So she went out to take a closer look at the dog and what it had brought back. And she got closer, her stomach dropped. Oh, man. It wasn't a stick. So she thought, well, it looks like a bone. Well, it was a bone. She was looking at a human arm, rotted away with fleshy bits, mostly bone sticking out. Brutal. Okay. So you kind of could see our, I was like in the woods right there (laughs) because our dogs have done this, right? Yeah. But lots of times they're bringing back like an an elk bone or like a moose bone or something from the woods. Yeah. Well, we have wolves and bears and hunters and coyotes, you name it. It's not abnormal to find animal bones scattered through the woods around here no so this has happened it's legitimately happened so i was like oh like would you even be able to tell but i mean i guess it hasn't been that long it would still kind of have like a a human arm form ish well let me describe this a little bit more to you um and let's actually use officer schwartz description okay um they were actually one of the offers who arrived on the scene right after the call occurred so they said in the report quote She took me to the rear door of her apartment, and in a bluish bag, she handed me the arm of a female, the lower left arm. On the fingernails was a white nail polish. Oh, wow. Clearly identifiable as a human arm. I'm assuming from the description, from the elbow down, hands, fingers, you name it. Okay, can I actually actually just mention here that I'm 
I don't know why, but I was like surprised that she took it home with her. I feel like I would just well, it was leave it there. It was like kind of the front lawn where the dog brought it back. Oh, so it was like okay. running off in the wooded area by their like right by her house. The dog oh, came okay. home. So I mean, I would I would leave it there and I would notify someone just to clarify. But I'm like, I don't think I would be bringing that into my house. Fair enough. And I mean, this, this is the 70s, so it's a little little bit of a different era, but all in the same. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be like holding on to the thing either. Yeah. So who knows? From there, though, search party was sent out and they scoured the forest area known as Hudale Quarry. And this is where the dog was gallivanting before it returned with the detached human limb. Okay. So the area is approximately 120 acres and is nicknamed the Devil's Teeth. Wow, that's quite a nickname. It is. And I couldn't find exactly why it has this nickname. Um, and I don't know if it's still nicknamed this to this day, but back then it did have this nickname. Um, but anyways, I do know it's kind of like a steeper, rocky area. So I presume it's named such from the sharp nature of the rocks and the hazardous trails okay. surrounding it. That makes sense. That's my assumption. Like like you said, it makes sense. That's kind of why I went there. I'm like, well, I mean, what else is there? Unless there's literally a fucking demon about to eat someone there. I got nothing else. So anyways, it wasn't long before the search parties actually stumbled across their first discovery. Their first? Their first. Okay. Their first discovery was an upper arm bone. Okay. Okay. I was thinking like there's going to be like numerous bodies in here, but maybe just yeah. bits of... After that, yeah. they had the rest of their discovery. Okay. And it was a little ways up that they found the rest of the corpse laying face down, fully clothed in a small clearing at the top of a steep hill. And this is where it gets a little more weird, a little more, I don't know, what's the best word? I guess occult, dark, satanic, if you will. Okay. So according to several witnesses at the scene, the skeletal-like remains that were found were surrounded by a series of strange and possibly, quote, occult objects. Descriptions vary from person to person, but there are some very common claims regarding how the body actually laid when it was discovered. For example, reportedly, they found her laying inside a coffin-shaped perimeter of fallen branches and logs. Hmm. Then within this coffin-shaped perimeter, there were several makeshift wooden crosses from branches and sticks. Oh my gosh. Okay, like discovering a body would be terrifying enough. Like just terrifying. I I don't know. I just hope I never have to have that happen. But to find something where it was like displayed kind of like that. Oh yeah, just this, like, is, this is some Blair Witch shit. Yeah, that would just, oh, that's next. That would, I would be freaked right out. Yeah. Now there are other claims as well that tell stories of pentagrams being found around the scene. Wow. And others even go as far as saying that the remains of mutilated animals were found surrounding the found Ooh, body. Holy shit. So, of course, these stories were only fueled by the fact that the remains were found in the area nicknamed the Devil's Teeth. Yeah. I mean, you could. some rumors would probably start, right? Oh, yeah. Rumors started. <laughs> Let's say that. Yeah. So the stories specifically uh, were fed more and more and rumors and rumors and which way and that way and things mixed up and just grew, which a lot of these stories were denied by law enforcement. Now, approximately two weeks after the discovery, 
Several newspapers, including the New York Star-Ledger and the New York Daily News, uh, began running stories and reporting that the victim was a part of a gruesome occult sacrifice. Wow. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the sacrifice was one that would have been performed and carried out by, of course, Satanists, or potentially even a local coven of witches who is known to operate in a nearby forest and wildlife reservation area. Ooh. Okay, so, this just keeps getting a little bit more like twisted and a little bit more like creepy. It does. Um, so they're basically without any evidence based solely on rumors and stories. These new papers are pinning this on Satanists and a coven of witches. Okay. So while all the speculation and stories were running rampant, to say the least, investigators were busy trying to piece the puzzle together. The remains were taken in for an autopsy and due to extreme decay, it took dental records to confirm that the body was in fact that of Jeanette De Palma. Hmm. The, autops the autopsy was also unable to confirm the cause of death. Her remains and clothing showed no evidence of bone fractures, bullet wounds, punctures, such as stabs. No drugs or related paraphernalia were found on the scene or on the victim. And from my research, it seems like they were unable to test anything in her system for oh, drugs okay. due to the decay. Right. However, there was a report that there was a high concentration of lead in her system. Yeah, because I'm kind of thinking that she potentially consumed something. Yeah, but there is no evidence of that other than the potential lead, which is kind of a rabbit hole that goes cold real fast. Um, and then for undisclosed reasons, though, the coroner apparently, quote, suspected that strangulation was the cause of death. Oh, okay. And again, that's undisclosed, so I'm not too sure why they suspected that. It could even have been like, a, I don't know why it went there, like a hanging or something, potentially, right? A hanging? I don't know. They hang the body and then place it? Could, I guess, but they wouldn't. it wouldn't have been the hang site because this is at the top of a hill, remember? Yeah, that's true. So unless there's a single tall tree above where she specifically was, where she could hang from, but it doesn't seem that to be the case. I'm so curious too. I hope that there's more information. Like I'm so curious if she was a part of this group or if she, if they literally just kind of like either targeted her or kind of just like picked her up. Like, Well, we'll kind of touch on some of that a little bit okay, here. Good. So with little to go on and rumors spreading more and more each day, investigators had their hands absolutely full. But they and civilians in the area were likely already on edge because there was another murder that had occurred actually 10 months prior. Ooh. The John List murders had apparently taken place, which was a mass murder. Uh, this guy slaughtered his family in New Jersey. So... Everyone was kind of dealing with this already. Mm -hmm. And now they have a new woman who has been murdered and another killer at large, which could have just fed into the stories running rampant again. Exactly. So now it is important to note that early in the investigation, the Springfield police did receive a tip regarding a homeless man who was living in the woods near the quarry where Jeanette's body was found. The man was known to locals simply as Red. Shortly after she had gone missing, Red had also seemed to disappear from the area. Now, the prosecutor's office did investigate this lead, but ultimately, for unclarified reasons, they decided that Red had absolutely nothing to do with Jeanette's dead, and they kind of dropped that trail, and they continued on with their investigation elsewhere. So they did all they could do, 
and continued to attempt to find leads, but there was simply not much to go on. Not to mention that anytime the story was told, it was so hard to separate fact from fiction at this point that everything had just gone run wild. They couldn't do much. Everything was too muddled. Hmm. And eventually the case just went cold. Went cold, hey? Wow. Yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Now, unfortunately, this is an unsolved case. Oh my gosh, of course it is. Of course it is. Sorry. Yeah, that's just your MO there. Jeanette's killer has never been found. And I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really am. I know. People get pissed at me because I do two-parters sometimes. What about <laughs> you? You never get any nasty emails about, or okay, mine aren't really that nasty. It's just people kind of bugging me. But you never get any about like, why I was doing unsolved ones? Maybe people like unsolved cases. I don't know. Either that or I'm about to receive an onslaught of fucking emails now. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Appreciate that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll give you something to do next week. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the end. No, I'm just kidding. It's not, that's not the end. There is follow-up though. So that is a plus. Just because it's unsolved doesn't mean we don't have more information. Okay. So this isn't the end just yet. Now, during the spring of 2021. Oh, okay. You keep having these these older cases that all of a sudden were just like recently in the news. Didn't yeah. that happen recently, right? Yeah, the last one I did. Okay, I'm like, I didn't just make that up, did I? <laughs> uh, no, a convicted New Jersey serial killer, Richard Cottingham, made a series of written statements to a journalist by the name of Jesse P. Potlack. Now, he basically alluded to the fact that he could have possibly been the one to abduct and kill Jeanette while she while she was hitchhiking. Oh, was she? I thought she was taking the train. I mean, that is what she told her mom. It could have been false information. She could have been saying one thing and doing something else. Right. Okay. Or, or this, going somewhere else completely or yeah. something. Or this could not be the guy too, right? So yeah. it's hard to say. Now, this brings us to Weird NJ. Now, Wikipedia, an excerpt from Wikipedia uh, says this about Weird NJ. Weird NJ is a semi-annual magazine that chronicles local legends, purported hauntings, ghost stories, folklore, unusual places or events, and other peculiarly, peculiarities. I can't say that word. <laughs> Try and say that five times. That's, a hard, that's hard. Peculiarities. There you go. In New Jersey. I, I still think I butchered it. But anyways, peculiar things that occurred in New Jersey. Okay. How's that? Okay. So the journalist Jesse P. Potick that had these written notes from this guy who claims to potentially have been involved um, is a correspondent of 
Weird NJ, and he's also co-authored a book with a man by the name of Mark Morin. Now, the book being titled Death on the Devil's Teeth. While I do need to preface this by saying I have yet to find time to read the book, I most certainly will be. However, um, the following information is taken directly from Weird NJ's website where they're discussing the book in particular. Okay. 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 So they managed to obtain copies of Jeanette's case files from Union County Prosecutor's Office under the New Jersey Open Public Record Act and the Freedom of Information Act. So for years, the office has reported that the files from the case, including crime scene photos, have been, quote, missing. Mm. However, the majority of the files were actually released on February 2021 to these individuals who were doing this research. And they all seem to be, well, rather intact and present and not missing. Okay, that's really weird. So that aside, now there are reports of like the office of being flooded and they're saying some of the files got destroyed and that's kind of why it's missing and stuff. Who knows? Regardless, this helps massively. We have documents being released with information. Holy shit. So until these files were released, there were so many questions surrounding the satanic sacrifices and such what's real, what's not, what's fact, what's fiction, what's been made up, what's a story. But the images in this file alone, the crime scene photos alone, debunk pretty much all of it. Really? Yes. Okay, I wasn't expecting that at all. So in these photos, Jeanette's body is respectably blacked out from the from the crime scene photos. However, you do see okay. the entire crime scene around her. Okay, that's good though. That Yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, when you see like the out, the chalk outline of... Yeah. Yeah, it's like that chalk outline, anything within it, is black. Everything okay. out is still visible. So with these photos, you can plainly see everything around it. The coffin-like log frame around her, for example, the makeshift stick crosses, the mutilated animals, remains, all of it are not there. Seriously? Correct. Holy shit. All of that shit's just made up? Well, she is laying amongst tall grass with random strewn sticks and logs that are clearly organically present and not in coffin-like shapes. And there might be a couple in there that are just happen to be like cross-like if you look hard enough. Seriously? Yeah. There's even a drawn diagram of how she was found laying on top of different strewn logs and not definitely not a fucking coffin shape. Okay. So this could just have been like kind of a, a, a random kill or a serial killer or whatever but not necessarily like this big occult thing that people were kind of pretty much nothing points to anything occult anything black magic anything weird sacrificial satanic nothing that's really fucked up though because i feel like that just makes it's not helpful i mean the the police i'm sure i guess just knew those were all rumors and stuff the investigators but it's not helpful for like solving this but the problem is the police, yeah, they they knew what they were looking for at the time. They're like, okay, there's not any dead animals strewn about the scene. And mm-hmm. I don't know who, blood waterfall coming from a moon. Like there's none of this crazy shit that people are claiming. However, that's not helping the public come forward with information. Yeah, exactly. It's only misstrewing. It's placing um, pe- thoughts in people's heads where it's like, oh, well, clearly we're looking for a fucking witch. We're not looking for, you know, a man driving around in a weird looking van and not to say that it was this homeless man because i i feel like it wasn't but like 
Because when you mentioned him, I was like, oh, okay, well, like, there's no way that it could be this person. Because, like, I, I'm envisioning, like, a group doing this. and Exactly. Like, right? So I was like, no, that couldn't be him. But it could be then. It if could this be. was just kind of, you know, like. It, well, exactly. We're now on this path of perceiving who fits the crime scene, yeah. the motive. When all that crime scene, the motive, the facts are all false. Wow. So we're cutting out an entire portion of people that could have been responsible. We're basically putting blinders on the public's eyes by having all these false stories out there. Yeah, that's fucked up. Isn't it? It really is. I was literally expecting you to be like, yeah, like all of that was like that. Nope. That these photos were going to show a, show that it legitimately was set up like that. No, nope, not at all. Hmm. Now, another important piece that was come to surface with these files was the tall grass, actually, and overgrowth itself. So Weird NJ reported that for years they were told by retired Springfield PD investigators that where Jeanette's body was found was a very well-known, quote, party spot. So a place oh, where people would go out, shit. party all night. Um, more often than not, of course, kids, because people of underage find solace in bush parties. They go away from cops, away from public, away from yeah. authorities, so they can drink, yep. do drugs, party, and not get um, bothered, right? So these retired investigators say she was likely overdosed there while partying. And then probably what happened is other individuals she was partying with didn't know what to do. They're underage. She's underage. Panic. Fucked off. And she's left there. Dang. But you think that that would kind of show, shown, shown on the autopsy. No? Well, it didn't show in the autopsy. No drugs or anything could be found in her system. Like it's I said, too late. might not have been able to be found. Right. However, the photos alone disprove this. Okay. Because the photos show no sign of a party, no debris, no litter, no cans, for example. And most notably, all the tall grass and undergrowth around her are not trampled down. There's no signs of a bunch of people being in and around there. But it would have been 43 or so days later. Would the, all that, would there still show a lot of sign? Put it this way. If you put a tent down for a night, it's probably going to still show that flat spot about a month later. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, if, if this was a popular spot for teenagers to party, like, I mean, someone would have come across her body sooner, sooner, yeah. I would think. Exactly. And there's no reports of any items being found that would pertain to a party. You'd think there'd be a single cup, mm -hmm. a single can. Something. Something. Yep. Nothing. Something. Smokes or like smoke butts or something. Yeah, a fire pit. Yeah. Right? 100%. There's none of that. Uh, another finding in these reports uh, were her belongings. The contents of her purse were found piled on the ground about eight feet away from where she was. But her purse, along with money or a wallet, was missing. And so was the cross necklace that she was wearing around her neck, oh. which very well could have been taken as a souvenir by whoever potentially killed her. Or thought that it was worth money or something, right? Yeah. Jewelry. Because it seems like they were after valuables if a wallet yeah. is missing. Yeah. And who? why is someone going to take the purse? You're either A, sell it for money, B, it's going to be a souvenir, or C... I don't know, something weird I can't think of. <laughs> yeah, I can't or, think of another reason. Or just reason. to carry the shit that you did steal. Yeah, I guess. Or maybe, yeah, know. it's just like, ooh, pretty purse. I want it for myself. Maybe that's an MO for it to be a female. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. My brain for some reason went to male, but yeah, who knows really? Who knows? I mean, think of it logically. More likely would be a female to take the purse. Not mm -hmm. saying a male can't, not saying anybody can't, just more likely it would be a female. Yeah, because if the purse had any value whatsoever, the male might not necessarily know. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, there's not much else known about this case. And I'm assuming that there is going to be some more information within this book, which I definitely want to read. And I yeah. do recommend you guys go read because it's very new information. These guys finally got the the records and the reports and went through it with a fine tooth comb by the sounds of it. So yeah. And oh. it, it just came out, sorry, in 2021, um, this book. They got the reports in 2021. I think the book came out last year in 2022. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I really hope that the fact that they actually have the re recent release of these case files, um, things surrounding your investigation, I hope something like sparks up, some information is able to come forward. I, I really hope that Jeanette's, you know, able to rest easy with her killer being held accountable for what they've done. But until that potentially happens, it's currently an unsolved case. Wow. And so she was 16, hey, only? Correct. Gosh, that's way too young. Yeah. Huh. That is, okay, you know what? I'm not satisfied with this. That is not enough information for me. It's not. And <laughs> I tell you what, I'm not satisfied with this case either. I'm never satisfied with any case. Well, no, okay, that might've been a poor choice of words. I meant the information that was No, I know, provided. I, I know what you mean. Um, and the reason why I do think I'm kind of, quote, satisfied in a way with this story is the fact that there are people out there who are still searching, mm -hmm. uh, people who have no relation to the, the individuals involved, but they're just wanting to find the answers Yeah, and they're willing to dig. They're willing to get the proper information. They're willing to report. They're willing to tell the stories so that people like Jeanette can have hope one day of still having their story found out mm -hmm. what happened. Yeah. Even like, at, you know, she's no longer here, but still the closure and everything. Exactly. Right? So. Closure. That's the word. Closure. Closure. Hmm. Can we say that? Closure. closure. That's the word of the day. Closure. Yeah. Everyone needs some <laughs> good closure once in a while. Yeah. That's, it, that word sounds fucking weird now. The more you say it. Closure. Want to know a word that sounds really weird if you say it too many times? Doily. Doily. Yeah, that's for Doily. sure. Doily. That's for sure. Doily. Yeah, there's a lot of weird <laughs> or words that you, if you write or you like are staring at it too long, they just start looking so weird. It's yeah. Like, what? Um, but another thing I did want to touch on really quick, <clears throat> excuse me, before we end this is the fact on all the rumors running rampant and just polluting the yeah. investigation. I wonder. That's not cool. I wonder if something could have been found out if that didn't occur. I don't, well, yeah. I mean, honestly, I was going to say like the, in, the investigators knew what was what, but then a lot of times just you're like, I don't know, what's the word? Bystanders or just like people off in the wherever they, bystanders, bystanders, yeah. they like, they know things, right? And they report things and, and they, they recall things that they've seen that maybe they yep. didn't re think was a big deal, but it was actually like a very big deal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I a hundred percent think that could have fucked up the case. Well, just for who the fuck was making up these rumors? Just seemed people? like everyone. The New York freaking news was doing Jeez. it. But let me take it on this this way for a second here. Let's 
play devil's advocate and say that because the purse was taken, it is a woman, a singular woman. Okay. Let's just say that for sake of this argument. The public thinks it's a bunch of witches, a satanic group, people who are, think dark clothing, gothic, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. If the public knew that the purse was missing and there's no satanic stuff involved, someone might have seen a woman walking around with her fucking purse and reported it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, or just, yeah, like I said, recalled something from that night that made sense. Yeah. That it could be related. And that because of all these rumors, they're like, no way, like no way. There's no way that that could have been a part of this occult. Exactly. Who knows? Maybe even a pawn shop downtown would have been sold her purse. But it didn't even come to light that the purse was missing for how many years? Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, that's this is that's all like a little bit disturbing, actually. The pollution involved with this case due to media sensationalizing it Mm -hmm. and the public gossiping could have ruined this case we've done a few cases like that yeah i mean the media sometimes can work in good ways but i would have to probably say the majority of times it doesn't uh maybe not majority there is some times where it does not help whatsoever i will say this the internet is a fantastic tool the internet generally um finds the right way there's the trust me there's bad shit in the internet but if you are looking at uh, a cold case lots of times people will be looking into it and finding out who did it um i can always fuck up her name um the girl who potentially murdered her daughter just had the documentary what was her name again you know who i'm talking about though right no we talked about her on youtube we did a whole oh shit freaking podcast on Frick, her what the hell did is a her follow name? up Right. Uh, Anyways, I'm pretty sure you guys know who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> someone like that, the internet, she's been proven, quote, yeah. proven um, not guilty, but the internet's like, hold on, no, something's not right here. And the internet's still hammering down hard because they're looking. Yeah. Because they, they're not, something's not right, you know? I can agree with that. When I was saying media, I was more so thinking like tabloids and stuff. That's kind right? of where I was getting. The so. internet is a fantastic one because it generally, like, like water it'll find the right path to get mm-hmm. where it needs to eventually mm-hmm. but media and tabloids which can be on the internet too will sensationalize yeah for the sake of views you know yeah and at that point in time like it didn't need to be what did you call it sensationalized sensationalized it just needed to be helped in solving this murder exactly so brutal yeah so that was an interesting one no kidding yeah. I've never heard, like, gosh, all of the ones lately been doing, I'm like, I've never heard of these. I'm, I'm liking to go down these little rabbit holes. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, but I am sorry it's an unsolved case. <laughs> I've been talking about one that's going to be a little more murdery and solved here coming up. And it is coming up. I've just, uh, I don't know. It's an intimidating, it's intimidating me for some reason. Well, you got to just do it then. I'm really needing, wanting to put the extra time into this one. So it'll happen here quick. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, but still, this, this, I mean, these are still good, like, good cases to hear and stuff, so. Oh, for sure. Don't get me wrong. Um, but if you guys want to see or hear a little bit more, you can check out our social media. 
Facebook, Instagram. We got our website. We got our YouTube. We got Patreon. You can go over there, support us if you'd like, where you can get a whole extra episode at the end of each month, plus a bunch more behind the scenes stuff. If not, you just want to listen here. Cool beans. Mm -hmm. We're down with that. Yeah. We appreciate you just the same. Yeah, we totally do. So should we, uh, let's, let's do the little game here. Okay. Okay. What's this little game? So we're going to say stay wicked at the same time and see who can hold the stay longer. Oh, I guarantee you I'm going to win this. I actually think you will too, but whatever. Do you know why I know this? Because on our trip to Vancouver and we're holding our breath <laughs> under the bridge, you're just like Under done. the bridge in the tunnels. Or the tunnels mean. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if people play that game, but when you go through a tunnel, you're supposed to hold your breath. I have no idea why, but. I don't know. Childhood games come back to haunt us. <laughs> okay. So until next week, three, two, one. Stay. Wicked. Wicked. That just got bad. Our voices were just too squeaky. Yeah. We'll do it right right now. How's that? Stay wicked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.